Do you ever feel like figuring out your health is like putting a bunch of puzzle pieces together? I know for me, I've been to multiple doctors over the years trying to find answers to questions that really no one could give me because it felt like it was all segmented, that doctors were approaching my health through one single lens. And that is until I met Dr. Molly Harmon. She's a naturopathic doctor, and she has been instrumental in my health journey these last few years because as a naturopathic doctor, she is holistic and integrative in her approach. Dr. Harmon has extensive training in botanical medicine, homeopathy, human and nutritional biochemistry, oriental medicine, spinal manipulation, and pharmacology. And today you get to learn from Dr. Harmon what it looks like to really listen and learn from the body in order to identify the root cause of healing and to understand ourselves in the context of being made in the image of our creator. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change, and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. Welcome, Dr. Harmon. Hi, Amber. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of this conversation today. Thanks for having me. It's super exciting, and we've been trying to do this for a while. (laughs) I know. I know. It's the right season and the right time, Mm -hmm. and I believe that God has put a similar revelation in both of our hearts. Yeah. And I'm so honored to have you here because I know that you understand on a deep level how we are created in the image of our God. Amen. Yeah. And I know that your heart is that you want to teach people how he created them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear just, first of all, tell us more about what it means to be a naturopathic doctor and how you started that path of pursuing that dream. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was all God's plan per, per usual. Um, I knew for the longest time that I wanted to practice medicine. Um, I just didn't know what or how or what that was going to mean. So in high school, it was like, okay, am I going to be a doctor? Am I going to be a nurse? Am I going to be a doctor? Am I going to be a nurse? And then I found this field um, of being a PA. And I'm like, you know what? It's right in the middle. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do that. So in undergrad, I was pre-physician assistant um, to get into PA school at the school that I was at. Um, you had to have a thousand paid hours in the hospital. So mm-hmm. I started working as a patient care tech in various hop- hospitals kind of in the area. 
And through that, I mean, ah, gosh, I loved working in the hospital. Um, I loved the doctors that I worked with, the PAs and PEs, the nurses, the whole team was really great. And it is a really special and intense place. Um, But essentially, while I was there, my eyes were opened to nobody was really getting better. Mm. And that was hard. And I worked with these great, intelligent people, but I just felt like we were missing something because we would have like the same people, literally the same people come in every three to four months with a flare up of whatever chronic illness they had. And we were changing their meds, stabilizing them and sending them back home, waiting for them to flare up again. Hmm. And so to me, that just wasn't really cure, right? We were helping them, um, but limited and, and healing. And so I kind of, I had had this professor in undergrad that every year was like, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a doctor. And I was like, no, who wants to go to to school for that long? (laughs) It's not, you know, not anything that I believed actually that I could do um, until it came to wanting to help people a very specific way. Mm -hmm. And I knew if I wanted to be fully in charge of like approaching somebody's health, um, and doing things differently and getting down to what was actually going on that I was going to have to be a doctor. So I came back to that professor. I was like, you're right. I have to be a doctor. Um, let's go through the fields of medicine. Like, how do I do this right? And he was just like, it sounds like you want to be a naturopathic doctor. And I was Hmm. like, what in the world is a naturopathic doctor? (laughs) You know, I'd never heard of naturopathic doctors. We live here in the Midwest. There's very few of us out here. And um, so I did some research. He gave me some resources. I ended up applying to naturopathic medical school over the next two weeks. I applied to one single one, got in, left, still really didn't even know what naturopathic medicine was. So it all just started with this idea of wanting to help people differently. Mm -hmm. And um, that is kind of naturopathic medicine in a nutshell is uh, we just have a different different tools in our toolbox. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest difference is uh, versus like the modern medicine model is that we just get time with people and that time really allows for like healing space because listening to somebody, truly listening to them, having more than 15 minutes with them um, is is healing in itself. And then that just, the more information they give me, the more I can do with it and put those puzzle pieces together. So I knew I always wanted to help people. Um, I knew I wanted to help people specifically through medicine and then God really made a straight path for naturopathic medicine. So my mind was blown once I got there. It's totally different than anything I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Um, but it was, um, uh, all part of his plan. And then I'm in, let's see, I've almost been in practice for almost four years, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, one of my favorite things about you is your (laughs) gift of being present with patients, Mm -hmm. and to hear you say that is making me feel emotional because that was so healing for me in a season where I really felt like no one was really listening. Mm -hmm. And I shared uh, in the podcast a few episodes ago about even my experience when I was newly postpartum and went to my primary care doc who just immediately, without really listening, within five minutes wanted to write me a script. And I just felt so unseen and so misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And I think for you, just that factor of having time, and not only that, but just your gift to create safe space for people. Mm -hmm. Like I can imagine that you 
get to really understand the fullness of their story. And so how does yeah. that, how does knowing the big picture and the fullness of someone's story impact how you do medicine? Um, first of all, it makes it easier and harder at the same time. Because uh, I never, I would say rarely, uh, is a person a person's picture of health just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's usually a lot of irons in the fire. So getting that full story, that full background, asking them the hard questions. You know, I ask, I ask my patients about stress, but then I also ask them what they do for fun. And you wouldn't believe the number of people who can't answer that question. Hmm. They don't know what they do for fun. So things like that. So putting that together, separating that that's piece, a piece of the puzzle and then, and then educating them about like, okay, here are all these pieces that you told me about. Here are how these pieces connect. And this is where we're going to start to get better. Mm. So part of it is just like sitting down with them or catching. I I think you do this too, Mm -hmm. where you have to stop them and be like, Hey, that's a big deal. You know, like somebody else brushed over this, but that's a really big deal and it shouldn't have been brushed over. Right. Let's look more into that. And I I would say, I don't know, probably over 90% of my new patient visits, people cry mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and sometimes me too. And um, I think it is like what you said, it's just having their eyes opened of, I will also kind of back up and say, by the time somebody decides, in, at least in the Midwest, to come see a naturopathic doctor, they on average have seen six to eight other medical providers mm-hmm. before they get to me. Mm-hmm. And so when they finally get to me, it's usually like a, I've tried everything else. We'll just give this a shot. You know, <laughs> it's not even like super hopeful when they first come in, yeah. um, just kind of like a Hail Mary. So I, I get the chance to give them all that time ask them all the questions, you know, that paperwork that you fill out at doctor's office, I will go through every single thing (laughs) on the list one by one and, um, and, and allow them space to talk, talk about it. So I think, I think for, for the patient or for the person, you know, sitting in front of me or talking about each one of those pieces that nobody's really like, okay, like I need to know more about this. Give me more detail. And I'm asking open-ended questions. Like they almost don't know what to do with it. And so again, just all that information. And then on the, on the backside where I, at the end of their appointment, put it all together for them. Mm -hmm. And then where we have to start is, is how it's useful. It, It truly makes my job easier just because if you give a person enough time to explain their story. Yeah you're going to, it's going to hit you in the face what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way as a counselor. Mm -hmm. You know, often Mm -hmm. I'm also holding safe space. It's like someone is getting that release for the first time to Mm -hmm. feel seen, validated, and heard. Mm -hmm. And I think just empathy, especially Mm -hmm. coming from a doctor, is so powerful Mm -hmm. because so many of us, whether it's emotional struggle or physical struggles, we feel alone. Sometimes we feel like we're crazy Mm. or we feel like we're the only person seeing all, all the things and no one's really listening to us. Yeah. And so I can imagine that first meeting with you, even just from my own experience is so validating for your patients. Mm. And I know that you're really intentional about how you walk them through next steps. Mm -hmm. So talk us through what are the foundations of how you approach healing and sort of finding the root of healing and knowing where to start. Oh yeah. That's, there's like, you know, all these, I never remember, but is it gifts or gifs or yeah. is it gifts? Yes. 
Um, but uh, or memes of uh, a naturopathic doctor's brain, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like this big whiteboard of like all this this mess of like all these connections and and that's why like I feel like as people are talking I'm looping and connecting but I also choose to reveal things or reveal certain steps at particular times so if I reveal the whole plan it's gonna be really overwhelming so um I think you know in my mind in the the simplest form of where I start with almost every single person is uh, what I would call and what naturopathic doctors would call like the foundations, the foundation of your health or the pillars of your health. Mm-hmm. So we talk about, um, you know, I, I usually tell, tell my patients, our cells are composed of everything we eat, breathe, drink, and think. They have no other choice and we're in control of most of those pieces. So after they have told me their story, I have them tell me, what'd you eat in the last 24 hours? What'd you have for breakfast yesterday? Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, if I ask them, what do you have for breakfast? Usually they're going to give me some healthy painted picture of what they would like to have for breakfast. (laughs) Confession, I'm sorry, I did that. (laughs) That's totally okay. And uh, so, you know, and, you know, most of the time like, ooh, yesterday, yesterday was a bad day. Um, But that allows me to see, you know, how they're eating more regularly. I ask them about their sleep. Uh, you know, what's the quality of their sleep? Do they feel wait, feel rested when they wake up in the morning? Um, do you have any trouble falling asleep, staying asleep? Like all those different things mean different things to me. And sleep is so important for our health. Um, I ask about water intake, coffee intake, tea intake, uh, but also, like we said, stress and stress management. So those foundational things is no matter how big or small the problem is, I will always ask about those things. And then um, I will see if there are any cracks in that foundation because you're not going to out-supplement or out-prescribe a cracked foundation in Mm. somebody's health. Like it's not going to get fixed. Um, So it's very common that I don't prescribe anything on the first visit other than changes to those pillars of health mm-hmm. and um it's incredible you know the number of people come to me with like regular headaches and all i do like all i make them do is drink more water i said you have a goal of this amount of water every day for the next couple weeks come back and tell me how many headaches you have and i do that to show them how much better they feel yeah. it's a i feel like it's a risky thing and there's a lot of pressure for doctors to like give a patient something uh tangible to take like to yeah. fix my headaches because that's what we're taught um but teaching them that they do feel better when they drink water and allowing them to have space to be like okay, wow, uh, this is worth trying to drink water every day mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, eating more protein throughout the day or whatever that is. Um, so I, I do, I hold a pretty firm line uh, when I'm tr- doing root cause to build that foundation back. And then any gaps that are left is where like homeopathy, herbal medicine, physical medicine will kind of come in. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's absolutely critical because it sounds like you're in it for the long game. Mm -hmm. And I think in Western medicine, you're right. I mean, so many people want a quick fix. They want to walk away feeling better tomorrow Mm -hmm. and maybe it alleviates symptoms temporarily. But as you said, in your experience in the hospital, they're right back there. Mm-hmm. If we don't get to the root cause of mm-hmm. physiological symptoms or even emotional or mental health symptoms, right. we're going to repeat patterns. Mm-hmm. And not just in our lifetime, but then we talk about generational patterns. Right. We talk about communal patterns. Mm-hmm. And 
I hear you committed to this idea of wanting someone to be set up for success for life mm-hmm. and not just in physical health. Right. But you mentioned what they eat, breathe, drink, and eat. Think. Think. Mm-hmm. And that that tells us the power of how every cell mm-hmm. is impacted, not just by what we put in our bodies. Right. But tell us more about how you see the mind-body-spirit connection. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it. I think seeing it as a doctor is just a really interesting place to be because you can see how much, right? I can help uh, uh, do these, uh, give them tools to um, to make certain foundational things stronger, right? But the mind is a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very gentle when I'm talking about those things that we can do and that, you know, maybe um, we're talking about mind, body, spirit, how much the mind and the spirit change our cells, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Good, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the mind can turn genes on and off. Wow. Uh, over 90% of our thoughts are unconscious, right? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I'm thinking about it and when I'm, I'm approaching it and I get, think just like the tools of sometimes it's a really – when when I'm thinking about major effects and how it connects to like some heavy chronic illness or autoimmune disease or thyroid issues, uh, I I will be careful about how I connect that piece back. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like in an intake, we get to a certain point and they haven't revealed anything special other than, you know, what they are going, what their symptomatology is. Right. Um, and I just get to a point where I've seen enough patterns where I'll go, Hey, how was your childhood? Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're just, so there is enough pattern of certain traumatic things that have happened that I will start to see certain types of disease. Mm-hmm. Right. That is something that was traumatic to the brain. That was something um, that changed their cells as an adult. Wow. Right. So uh, that is sometimes hard to talk them through because, um, you know, that can be that can make people angry towards their parents or angry towards whatever that event is because Mm -hmm. they weren't in control of it. It wasn't their fault. There wasn't anything they could have done about it. Yeah. Um, And so sometimes connecting that to their current state of health, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes a lifelong diagnosis. Right. Yeah. Um, is, is hard and, and can be healing at the same time. The why behind, like, why did this happen to me? I, sometimes it's those patients that are like, I eat everything right. I sleep. Okay. I exercise. Like, why do I have an autoimmune disease? Hmm. Right. Right. Because, you know, this is what we even see in scripture. I, I, I talked in a previous episode about how, you know, we're seeing an epigenetic research mm-hmm. that we can carry the trauma of four generations past. Right. Or in scripture, we see that, that mm-hmm. there's this impact of the sin of four generations. Mm-hmm. And so although I can't control always what happened to me or my ancestors, once it's in me, in my system, in my body, in my mind, in my spirit, in my cells, mm-hmm. I am now responsible to heal it. Correct. And not just for myself, but now for my children and mm-hmm. their children and their children. Right. And that's the power of changing generational patterns. Mm-hmm. And I hear you saying that I think through your professional lens, here you are sometimes awakening people to that fact, yeah. but also desiring to empower them 
to Mm -hmm. take one step at a time because it Mm -hmm. can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. And I think if you take the mindset of like, well, that wasn't even my fault. Like I didn't have any control over that. Why does it have affect my, my personal health as an adult, um, moving forward. But what naturopathic medicine does is we go, here are these tools that you can now be in control of your health. Mm. It might suck, you know, that you have to do these things, uh, because of this past thing, right? But it's also powerful that you can stand up stronger at the end of every day by using these tools and healing yourself and, um, and, and growing totally, totally differently, right? You're like you said, we're changing it for the next generation. So we're not just like shoving it down, pretending like it didn't happen and passing it on and not knowing why we feel the way that we feel. Right. And so I, I think that it can be uh, emotional and powerful at the same time. And usually I would say connecting the dots is healing. Right. It's a, it's a hard thing. But uh, there there is an incredible amount of, of new research and information and even old research on this. Like this, this mm-hmm. concept of um, – our uh, life events and our thoughts affecting our health is not new. We've, mm-hmm. you know, in your last episode, you talked about The Body Keeps a Score. One of my favorite books is The Deepest Well by Dr. Nadine Burke Harris. Um, and, and I was talking to you about before this about um, like thyroid disease. How popular is thyroid disease? How popular is thyroid disease among the among women mm-hmm. only? Let's think about that for a second. Why is it more common in women? Right. So, um, you know, we know we have we have uh, seen research that says women that have uh, experienced some type of tra- typically some type of sexual abuse or physical abuse are way more likely to develop thyroid disease, whether that's Hashimoto's thyroiditis, whether that's Graves' disease, whether that's um, your regular old hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just break this this down a little bit farther so we can paint a picture of your whole body together, right? Because mm-hmm. conventionally you have thyroid disease, go to the endocrinologist, get on some levothyroxine, call it a day, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally separate. My thyroid doesn't work. There's nothing else connected to it, right? And I'm like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> so what? Let's break this down farther. So your thyroid gland is the small butterfly-shaped gland that sits in your neck right by your vocal cords. Let's think about children or women um, who are, let, let's think, think about for ourselves. Let's think about a time for ourselves where we have been scared mm-hmm. or we felt the need to cry and we're trying not to. Where do you feel that? Yeah. You feel that in your throat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you think about not having the ability to, to speak out mm-hmm. for that being dangerous for some people. Yeah. And and having to suppress that down. That's that's all in your throat. And we're like, yeah, women just get thyroid disease. Women right. women haven't had a voice. Yeah, historically think about the generational impact of that. Women have not had a voice. I mean, we're changing that now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But um, if we're thinking about, oh yeah, it's more common for women to have thyroid disease. Okay. But why? Right. Well, how's it connected? Right. Cause men have thyroids too. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and it's no different than our female thyroid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, just connecting that big picture of 
where that gland is located, what it's sitting next to, and it having a direct impact, Mm -hmm. right? You not being able to use your voice, you not being able to speak your mind. Yeah, right. And then that tension Mm -hmm. in your throat changes this gland that controls all these hormones. Right, absolutely. And that's why it's so important to listen to the body, to listen Mm -hmm. to the language of the body. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like even for me, that example of you know, I was taking the step to start this podcast, I felt like I had to work through some generational mm. blocks of um, trauma that my family went through mm-hmm. in feeling like my grandmother didn't have a voice and that her voice was taken. Mm-hmm. And that has been a really deep work that God has been doing in me over the last several years to prepare me to even use my voice in this way. Mm-hmm. And I've had to do therapy around that. I've had to do physiological body work around yes. that to feel like I can actually get unstuck and using my voice in a free way mm-hmm. where I don't feel like I have to hold back or play small. Right. And it's not just an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about DNA. We're talking about generational patterns. We're talking about physiological consequences of trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. And here you're saying it's all connected. It is all connected. And I, and I just want to pause and say, like, God made us perfectly. And, mm-hmm. and so he made us so that like, we can take blows like that, mm-hmm. but it's not like we're just going to take them and there's not going to be a mark left. Right. It has to go somewhere. And our, the human body is a master compensator. Mm-hmm. It is. And so, you know, I think the easiest example for like anybody walking around out there is just like muscle tension, right? Mm-hmm. And all the men and women who are like their shoulders are tight. They walk around, you know, tense with their shoulders up to their ears and they're not even aware of it. So you can relate to that. You're like, yeah, man, it's just stress. Mm -hmm. And Uh (laughs) so they can relate that, that my muscles are tight because it's been a hard week at work. Uh, So it's no different than having thyroid disease as a result of traumatic experience or generational trauma. Right. Right. And we can take this a step further and, and say, Um, What about, we talk about family history, heart disease, Mm -hmm. um, or just even like, um, think about like endometriosis going from one generation to the next to next. And the links of of that is Mm -hmm. really incredible too. Um, But yeah, we can talk about heart disease, um, hypertension, um, autoimmune disease that we see from one family to the next. And then we can say cancer, right? Right. Yeah. I know you treat a lot of cancer patients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speak to that a little bit because obviously it's so common, becoming Mm -hmm. more common. Yeah. What, what have you learned by walking alongside many cancer patients and helping them under, undercover some of these root cause issues? Um, It's different in every case. I would say cancer is rarely, we kind of talked about this in the beginning, rarely ever just one thing happen. I have a few cases, you know, where, where something environmental definitely um, caused the onset of their cancer, but there might have been things prior to that that right. made them more susceptible right. to that that starting off. So, yeah, um, definitely trying to think of how to word this. Um, I would say two big contributing factors when you're talking about aggressive metastatic cancers are the history of chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that, because usually these things go hand in hand, 
your pillars of health and how, mm-hmm. how the availability that you had to actually pour into yeah. some type of self-care, which a lot of people aren't really taught. Um, and when I say that, I just truly mean like, do you have the means to have access to good mm-hmm. food? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, were you educated that like orange juice and apple juice are not healthy? and that you're supposed to drink water, right? They're not the same. I still educate people every week on coffee is not hydrating. (laughs) It's not (laughs) dehydrant. But for cancer, um, especially aggressive metastatic disease, I always am unpacking, like, this history. And it can be good things. Like, I, you know, I I treat a lot of strong spiritual believers Mm -hmm. that have very aggressive cancers. And... Uh, the way that we can go forward and the way that I see that their outcomes are because mm-hmm. of their belief in God and us even talking about like, hey, you can be mad that you have to deal with yeah. this. You know, you can ask questions to God. And at the end of the day, you can also say, you know what? He numbers my days and his plan is perfect. Mm. And my hope is in him. And that hope is not fleeting in the way that mm-hmm. we, you know, Americans talk about hope. Mm-hmm. Like it is real. Mm-hmm. And so... I think for the connections that I see, um, I think anxiety and cancer go hand in hand. I want to be careful about saying that just for the fact of like, I don't want to make anybody more anxious of like, I can't control my anxiety. I'm definitely going to get cancer. Right. Right. We don't want to do that. We don't want to say we're not lumping those two things together. But the history of worry, even if it's worry about your family members. Yeah. And the rate of cancer. Yeah. Well, and I, I'd say, and I think it's important to recognize any of these physical symptoms we're talking about, we are mm-hmm. not looking at it through a singular lens. Correct. That's the whole premise of this podcast is that mm-hmm. we are interconnected beings made in the image of a God who is triune in nature. Mm-hmm. And so we can identify patterns in links, mm-hmm. but it's not definitive causality and that there's mm-hmm. not shame mm-hmm. in because I was this way, this is exactly why it happened. Right. We can say these are contributing factors. We can mm-hmm. get curious about how our emotions affect our body. We can mm-hmm. get curious about generational patterns. Mm-hmm. We can get curious about how trauma impacts us, how each of our pillars of health mm-hmm. have played into that. But it's all a big puzzle. And we can change it. Yes. And that's the empowering part mm-hmm. of not only our brains being neuroplastic, but mm-hmm. tell me about how did God wire our bodies to heal? Like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Let, okay. So there, um, there's like this, what do we call it? It's like a hierarchy of healing the way that naturopathic doctors, um, step-by-step think about how to approach a case. Um, so we always kind of start with like removing the obstacles to cure, which is like anything in your life that is contributing to your current state of health that is not helping. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes that's dietary stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's uh, mismanagement of stress. Sometimes that's an environment that you live or work in. Mm -hmm. And then the next step is what we call, um, stimulating the body's self healing mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And that's not anything, um, like weird that's very like scientific like we your body has self-repairing mechanisms that are going on all the time so the way that i try and explain that to a a patient or even to the people listening is let's just think about how simple this is and then expand that to your entire body so let's say you cut your hand Mm -hmm. right you cut your hand and it's going to bleed 
Is it going to bleed and bleed forever? No. No, it's not going to bleed and bleed forever. Those cells, those blood cells are going to coagulate. You're going to stop bleeding. And then those tissues will literally knit themselves back together without you or I doing a thing, without telling it to do that, with just its own knowledge. Mm -hmm. So a naturopathic doctor is going to take that information of the body has the ability to heal itself. Mm -hmm. So the next step is I'm going to think about all the organs and systems involved um, that need supported to get to that healing, right. right? So if things have been overloaded, how do I support those involved organs and systems to get to those self-healing mechanisms? Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the thyroid since we talked about it. Um, hypothyroidism, you're not converting enough T4 hormone into T3, which is this nice active form of thyroid hormone. So we're going to give you T4 to help you make T3. Mm-hmm. The naturopathic doctor is going to say, okay, let's think about the O-axis, which is we're thinking about ovaries, thyroid, and adrenals, and how those three things communicate together. How can I make those organs, those glands, do their job? Right. We're trying to restore function not replace it. Which is where Western medicine gets Mm -hmm. tripped up because Mm -hmm. often a Band-Aid or a medication is Mm -hmm. trying to replace a body function. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And and I don't think that because of of their training, I don't think they're trying, obviously they're not trying to do that. They're trying to fix a problem. That's how they know how to fix a problem. Right. But to me, that's not fixing a problem. It's just... Covering it up or delaying symptoms. Or causing new ones. Right. Um, Causing new problems even. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think one thing I appreciate about you, even in light of that, is that I think you and I both look at the full spectrum of healing tools Mm -hmm. and say, this is ideal over here to empower Mm -hmm. and support God's natural healing mechanisms Mm -hmm. for whether it's the brain, the body, our entire system. But then we also have this appreciation and acknowledgement of, Medication is a tool that is sometimes necessary, mm-hmm. and we want to walk in that spectrum of the least invasive mm-hmm. to what's necessary. Sometimes you do have to be invasive depending right. on the situation. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you give your patients tools and options, but you're also, mm-hmm. even with me, you've been clear. Okay, if this isn't working within a week or two or whatever yes. the time frame is, mm-hmm. then I want you to take that medication. I want right. you to do that next step. Mm-hmm. So what is what is that line for you between using your natural tools to knowing if something is urgent, mm-hmm. when do you choose maybe more traditional medication? medication. Yeah. Um, it's obviously a case by case, you know, I could have 10 earaches come in and they all get different treatment plans. But, um, so there's a couple of things that I consider. I consider, you know, how long I've known the patient and their knowledge and arsenal at home of things to be able to do. And if I trust them to be able to do those things and to follow up. Um, so whether I'll give them the freedom to try something natural over the next 24 hours or week or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever we're doing. The um, other thing is um, how uncomfortable that patient yeah. is, right? Um, so if I'm, my son was running a fever, um, last week for like, I don't know, like 30 some hours. He was totally fine. I think he was just teething, but he was uncomfortable, but he was okay. I did not do anything to suppress that fever Mm -hmm. and because he was safe and his fever was doing a job. Mm -hmm. 
some people are more uncomfortable. So if, if you are running a fever and it's preventing you from sleeping because your body aches are too, so bad, I'm going to want you to suppress that fever. Yeah. So it's a combination of the person, the individual themselves, and the ability that I think that they have to be able to try something over the next 24 yeah. hours or a week, whatever we're treating, then what, what's their comfortability? Because if you're too uncomfortable, and that's what's great about conventional medicine, we have some pretty cool tools mm-hmm. to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so just, you know, if I feel like they've just been suffering too long, uh, I'm definitely going to be more on the, hey, when you're sick, your body's kind of telling you to sit down and take a break. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little bit more stubborn on how comfortable I'm willing to make you so that you actually sit down and take a break. Right. Instead of like giving you a steroid so you can go to work the next day. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you're looking at the long game Mm -hmm. and you're trying to heal the root system and pillars because you want them to be able to walk through life and feel empowered Mm -hmm that their health is supported, not just masking symptoms. Right. But I also hear you saying there are times where people maybe don't have the capacity or mm-hmm. they're in an urgent situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the beautiful part of our partnership in, in supporting pregnant and postpartum women, mm-hmm. because I often see them in the most vulnerable time, right? Where yeah. they're overwhelmed, they're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things in their life that are contributing factors to their stress or anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's insightful how you and I both approach them with this holistic lens to say, Hey, here are some tools that here's Mm -hmm. the least invasive option of Mm -hmm. how we can support you. That's usually where we start. Right. But then if you get to the point where you're not functioning, you're still not feeling like yourself Mm -hmm. and that you don't literally have the capacity to implement the things that we're suggesting, Mm -hmm. the medication may be necessary for a season. And that's okay. Yeah. 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 And It is, and I think credit to, you know, our conventional providers out there, you know, all doctors at the end of the day are really, truly, you know, most of us want to help people and want to make them feel better. So when you have somebody in front of you who's clearly uncomfortable or who's suffering or feels scared, of course, like you immediately want to use a tool that you feel like is going to work tonight. Um, But the long game is making sure this never happens again. Right. Yeah. And, and I, th- I find a lot of people want other options outside of medication. I see a lot of women who maybe they saw their primary doc or OB, depending on the season of life, and they were given a script, but then they come to me and say, I'm not sure if I want to take this. Mm-hmm. One, I think there's a stigma around it. Correct. But two, I mean, it is a commitment. One, it takes four to six weeks sometimes to see if it's really going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, there can be side effects and that's why I love homeopathy. Yes. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about specifically homeopathy mm-hmm. and the other tools you have in treating mental health. Yeah. So homeopathy, um, is probably my go-to thing and my toolbox for mental health. Um, and, and especially, um, you know, really intense states of mental health, mm-hmm. um, And so homeopathy, I want to do a little education about because it kind of gets lumped into the term natural medicine. So Mm -hmm. people think that natural medicine and homeopathy are synonymous and it means like herbal medicine too. Homeopathy is its own medicine. Um, So 
Um, I think the most common one would be like if you've ever taken like Arnica for like a bruise or a fall or something like that. Um, a lot of people know what homeopathic Arnica is um, or like the cold calm over the counter Highlands homeopathics, which is a polypharmic homeopathic for, for kids, for colds. Those are things that people might see, but homeopathy is highly diluted plant, mineral, and animal substances. They're diluted down uh, beyond Avogadro's number. So essentially all that's left is the ionic structure of that substance um, held in water. We have ions running in our body all of the time, right? And they're changing and exchanging with our environment. And the, the way that those ions are kind of flowing through our body um, changes based on like even how we feel, what we ate that day, how much sleep we got is a totally different uh, like frequency, if you will. So I think we like to th think about it in simple terms, almost like a sound wave going through your body um, and it changing you know, depending on what's going on in your life. So home homeopathics being in the ionic form, we can essentially treat ions with ions. And there are very th few things that we can treat with at the ionic level um, or what would fall under the, the realm of what people would call like energetic medicine. I'm really careful with that term because um, naturopathic doctors are all trained in evidence-based medicine. So like acupuncture falls under the realm of energetic medicine. But really what that means is we're talking about ions and atoms. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about like a floaty thing that we don't know about. Right. Um, so the same thing with homeopathy. Um, so when giving a homeopathic remedy, um, so I told you highly diluted plant, mineral, animal substances. So um, let's talk about like if, Amber came in and you had poison ivy. I would give you a homeopathic dose of poison ivy. I'd give you a homeopathic dose of the thing that made you ill. Mm. And so homeo meaning similar, pathy means suffering. We're trying to find something that would represent the same symptoms so that ionically when two sound waves are going the exact same and they meet, everything stops. Mm. And your, your poison ivy would indeed go away. Which is pretty crazy. It seems counterintuitive. Right. So, but there, the there's um, there's this law of similars um, in physics, and then there's um, the law in physics too. I don't know if it's a law or a theory. I always get which ones have been proven and which ones we can't prove yet. But um, that every action has an opposite but equal reaction, and so that's where that ionic play comes in. Mm -hmm. um, so when I have uh, a postpartum mom right? Who's really struggling with low mood or anxiety or having obsessive thoughts. I'm going to take everything that that mom tells me. I'm going to ask her what foods she is craving. I'm going to ask her what her fears are. I'm going to ask her how she feels in the sun. And mm -hmm. all those little things help me pick a remedy. And I'd say, okay, if this mom or this Amber was uh, a homeopathic remedy, which one would she be? Mm -hmm. And then we dose it and then they get better. Yeah, they do get better. <laughs> and I do have to say, I mean, Molly and I collaborate and refer a lot. And just mm -hmm. even in the last month, mm -hmm. I've had at least five postpartum moms who were to the point that I knew they needed something beyond what I could offer in counseling. Mm -hmm. They weren't ready to, to take medication mm -hmm. and you helped them. And usually here's the miracle within mm -hmm. two to three days. Yeah. We see a difference, mm -hmm. not four to six weeks. Right. And for a postpartum mom, isn't that everything? Right. And 
And then on top of that, these remedies cost like 10 to $12. Right. It's, it's literally a dissolvable pellet under right. your tongue. And yep. I personally, I mean, mm -hmm. you helped me when I was in my own postpartum anxiety mm -hmm. and high level of stress and overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And the combination that you gave me, I felt like I saw a difference within that week. Yep. Yeah. And that, and that's what I expect. So even when we're talking about that window, I'm following up with those moms in a week to two weeks. I usually give them two weeks if I feel like I can, if it's something more intense, I'll call them in 48 hours. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Like, but God made us to be able to heal that way. Yeah. Right. And, and, homeopathy, like I said, is, is made from plant, mineral, animal substance, all things that God created on this earth, and we can use them to heal, which is right. pretty cool. Even the founder of homeopathy, Hahnemann, Samuel L. Hahnemann, man, the first two years, um, like learning homeopathy in naturopathic medical school, it's like the history of homeopathy. It's very slow and long. <laughs> and we have to read the Organon of Homeopathy by Samuel L. Hahnemann. And he has Bible verses hmm. in that Organon talking about God's perfect design and why homeopathy has the availability to work like it does. Wow. It's amazing because as a doctor, you're not just looking at how God made our bodies, mm -hmm. but you're also saying, let's look at how he created all the earth. Mm -hmm. Let's look at everything he's given us under the sun for our own healing. Right. And how since the shift in Western medicine and how medical schools are done now mm -hmm. has moved away from a traditional naturopathic approach, mm -hmm. has that art sort of been lost? Yeah, I, definitely. I think even, I think that people... In, in traditional medical field are almost scared to go outside of a protocol, mm -hmm. right? Protocols are safe, mm -hmm. but people aren't textbooks. Right. And, um, and, and it's kind of, it's kind of funny because like naturopathic medicine, um, uh, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, like these are all things that have been around way longer, mm -hmm. way longer. We're talking, you know, thousands of years versus traditional medicine and like pharmacology has been around maybe like 120 years. Right. Not that long. Mm -mm. We're still learning about it. Mm -hmm. And it came at a time where it was like very needed and there are very good things, but then it just also just got shifted into this over prescription and this quick fix. Right. And we wonder why we're in a world of like chronic diseases. Right. 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 And, so it, it definitely, I feel like the shift away from it, there has been a shift away from it, right? But then I think there is also this shifting back. The pendulum is starting to swing back the other way right. because, uh, you know, those practitioners, providers are seeing what I saw when mm -hmm. I was an undergrad. Right. They're seeing those patterns. They're feeling stuck. They're feeling like they need more tools in their toolbox. Mm -hmm. And they're very knowledgeable, but they're only, you, you only know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so, um, I think that I, de I definitely have a good, um, like handful of doctors. I have doctors at Parkview Cancer Institute here in town that, um, we work together a lot. I know uh, providers here at the birth center, that collaboration has been amazing. Um, uh, I have even other primary care doctors that will refer me complicated cases. And that's the way it should be. Like mm -hmm. we all have our roles. It shouldn't ever feel competitive. It's just like we need to fill the gap and, right. and lift each other up. 
Absolutely. And not just in medicine, but, you know, my heart is Mm -hmm. also as a counselor looking at um, psychosocial health, um, what's happening in our brains, our minds, Mm -hmm. our spirits, Mm -hmm. our bodies Mm -hmm. is all connected. And Mm -hmm. I know that's our vision and one reason why I'm so thankful for our partnership and collaboration. And Molly and I will be sharing more about that soon that we are in a season where God is knitting people together. Mm. He's bringing together the body of Christ. He's Mm -hmm. bringing together practitioners who have different gifts. Mm -hmm. And together as one body, many parts, we can help heal the whole person. And I know that's really both of our hearts. Mm -hmm. So what, what would be, you know, any final encouragement or advice for people who are listening, who are trying to navigate their own health puzzle Mm -hmm. and maybe they're feeling overwhelmed about where to start or what to do next. I would, I would say you need to probably sit down with somebody who's going to listen. And I, I really do think that that can, doesn't have to be a naturopathic doctor that can absolutely be like a counseling provider because mm-hmm. that in itself is healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember what I said is like, just evaluate like what you ate the last 24 hours, <laughs> mm-hmm. how much water you think you drink a day, how your quality of sleep is. Cause these are things that have been Americanized and, you know, um, we get wrapped up in, um, succeeding and doing the next thing and, and feeling guilty really about rest. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, what, what I would start with if, if you wanted to try and start on your own um, is just look at those things and, ma- and make adjustments to things that make sense. And if you don't know how to make those adjustments, please reach out to a naturopathic provider. Um, but you, you can be in control of your health. Your, your creator made it so that you mm-hmm. could be, and you have all the tools around you to be able to do that. So if you're feeling desperate and you're feeling like there's no way out and you're stuck like this forever, that's just not true. Right. There is a better way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And could you tell us if you could point people in the right direction mm-hmm. for books or resources, even mm-hmm. directory to find naturopathic doctors mm-hmm. or even your specific? Yeah. Um, so you can go to um, INANP. Uh, which is the Indiana Association of Naturopathic Providers. If you're looking for um, like somebody Indiana based, if you are listening elsewhere, uh, uh, naturopathic.org has all the information on naturopathic medicine, what it is, our modalities, our training, um, but also naturopathic doctors all around the U.S. in Canada. Mm-hmm. And so I should say all around North America. So Um, If you're looking for a provider and looking to see how we approach things and things that we are used to treating that kind of get lumped into the, the, this is the way things are, um, naturopathic doctors will usually say it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Those are really good resources. I, I do the deepest well, I actually like better than the body keeps the score. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that book, but I really like that book Um, as far as more gently talking about those connections, if that makes sense. Um, And um, Dr. Nadine Burkera, she was a pediatrician. And so Mm -hmm. really thinking about it um, in a different way. Uh, Also, there are like naturopathic, um, I'm trying to think, I have this really old book. It's like a naturopathic um, 
what do you call it? Home remedies book. It's mm-hmm. like real tiny and it'll have a couple of homeopathics. It'll have a couple of like, you know, echinacea, elderberry, honey, like quick um, hydro socks, like uh, warming socks, yeah. magic socks that you can do. <laughs> um, uh, those things are all really nice, but I, you know, the people that are coming to see me, I'm usually organizing their house. So there are some, right. you know, some people that come in that feel like they have knowledge in this, they just need somebody to organize it and tell them when to use it. And we're happy to do that as well. Mm -hmm. So have somebody on your team, uh, whether that's like a person, a doctor, a naturopathic doctor, a counselor, somebody that you can trust. And if you don't know that person yet, um, start looking Mm -hmm. and then, um, be very like feel like like a naturopathic doctor is going to love if you come in with a list your previous history like the more information the better I get so uh, your bag of supplements of things you've tried mm-hmm. um, like the more information that we have from you the better that we can do yeah. for you and so don't feel silly I have a lot of patients on that come in they're like I'm so sorry I'm just a mess like I just brought everything because I didn't know what to do and I'm like no this is great this is more information I can help you better now. And, um, so that's where I would, I would kind of start, Mm -hmm. um, and and those resources, there's a lot of books and things out there. Um, and I think that that's hard because how a person is going to take it is is hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you're really big about just taking one small step at a time, Mm -hmm. not being overwhelmed by the big picture, but just asking God, what's the next right thing Mm -hmm. and know that this is a lifelong journey. And Mm -hmm. when you're in it for the long game and you set intention, you're going to see progress, but it might take time. Yeah. And so we will link all of those resources in the show notes today, as well as Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Harmon's website. Mm -hmm. If you want to get in touch with her, any final words you want to say before we wrap up? Just thank you for having me. Um, I hope that you're encouraged and I hope you feel empowered and that you just acknowledge like, that your body isn't broken and it was actually perfectly made mm-hmm. and um, it has these really cool abilities to heal itself and we just have to support those things mm-hmm. um, and you may need someone to help you do that and that's okay and that's we're right. here for you so that's right well thank you so much for being thank here today Dr. Harmon thank you for having me Amber I hope that you were encouraged by today's episode and feel empowered to know that you can be an advocate for your health starting today by taking the next right step. I can't wait for next week's episode. On Monday, we'll be diving into the spirit. We're gonna talk about your spiritual health and how God created you to be interconnected. And that means that the health of your spirit, how you nourish your spirit, how you encourage yourself in the Lord, really empowers the rest of your being to thrive mentally, physically, and spiritually. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together, and I look forward to next time.